Because for years it was Pasha to me that a Rebbe holds of you is the only one you can learn by. Because the Torah says so, because Hashem tells us that's true. So to, I don't need any validation. But I didn't look into the brain, how brain functions work. I didn't look into it. I am not validating Torah from science. I am only was awakened to how much truth was in that statement. I rushed through the statement that wasn't misboining Avi into how deep what Hashem was saying and reading a secular thing made me realize oh my Kalish you missed how much was said there not it's validated it was true before I just missed part of the statement somebody called me up a relative of mine knows my feelings that Rebbeim who connect when I speak of connection yeshiva connection connection you have to know like this if somebody would advertise our yeshiva, good Rebbe Talmud relationships, oh, you're really groundbreaking. Not that we're trying to be groundbreaking. Every yeshiva in the planet, there's nothing, you're not trying to be different. Everybody's good Rebbe Talmud. Real Chiddush. That's your Chiddush. Tell me something new. Everybody's snoring. Good Rebbe Talmud relationships. Shkoyach. Shkoyach. Everybody holds a Rebbe and a Talmud should be close. The Shinantam Levanecha. God says that. So is it just kept what said? There's actually a subtlety that I feel that we have to, that the, the reason I'm pushing guys here into Chinuch, and the subtlety that without this, there's no, there's no real relationship without this point. That point is respect. Respect means that a 15-year-old's respected. Don't talk to him like a two-year-old. If you say tzadikal and you knip him, you have no respect. Don't talk to me about relationships. Relationship is mutual. Is a person who's deserving of respect. It's a Mishnah, mind you. Nothing so fancy. The honor of your student should be precious like your own honor. You're mechabit like a peer. That's a Mishnah. Nothing short of Mishnah. And the Ramah, Milchus Talmud You have to be mechabit your students. You can't pretend. If you use chevra, gishmak, you have no cover to the guys. If they're six, if they're two, second graders, that's respectful. If they're fifteen and your voice changes to talk to them, you don't respect. They're sixteen. Sadical, come. This is disrespect. Not a person. A person is a gatherer with opinions, with thoughts, with a perspective. Without respect to a student, I don't believe relationships. Don't relay was so close. You, you could be a geschmackster. You could be one of those guys. He's so much fun. Relationship, the basis of relationship is respect. You work uh, on a husband and wife, the halach is the mechoyuti mechabit. It says, He has to respect her more than his own body. He has to respect his wife. There's no relationship if you don't respect her. It's the big problem in today's society, all the pritzos, is a lack of respect in all ishes, the the preciousness of an isha. She's an isha. So respect is the basis of relationship. There's no relationship to somebody you don't respect. Not a healthy one. And we talk about here the Nakuda, the main Nakuda is respect to a Bakr, real respect. Respect doesn't mean I don't rip him. Respect doesn't mean that I'm now nice to the guy. Respect means that he's a Deya, that he has an opinion. That his opinion, he has a perspective. That's what respect means. He has a perspective. Value the perspective. Understand the perspective. It's a smart person. 
So for years, a relative of mine know, knew that I felt this way about that a Rebbe has a relationship to a Bachar. That I felt that, that that's the model the Torah demands of us. So a relative asked me, told my wife and I to look up a certain doctor wrote a book, right, Sunshine, Shloim Zalman Reznik, some of the Chevri here has read the book, right, Snicky has read the book. He's a doctor, his name is Dr. Bruce Perry, Dr. Bruce Perry. And this guy, we don't need validation from a guy, I just want to show you something that I missed when I learned the Gemara, the guy expounded more, and I missed it when I learned the Gemara. He has, he has, he has studied a lot, this guy, he's one of the biggest experts in the world on child trauma, on childhood trauma. And in studying the brain, my wife and I listened to clips from him, in studying the brain, this guy discovered, and I don't understand it all, and I'm, I want to understand more, he said that, he said first of all, the first year of life, they have studies of the brain. If you have two kids, one had trauma year one of life, and then the trauma ended. After year one of life, year two, three, four, five, every subsequent year, things were great. First year of life, the house was a wreck. The parents were beating each other up. First year of life, the kid's under one years old. And it was just, it was a wreck, the house. There was inconsistencies all around him and fights and unhealthy. And then the next 16 years of his life, there was peace. You have another guy, year number one, it was healthy, it was tranquil. And the next 16 years was fights. You know, two different kids? Studies show of the brain that the kid was more affected in year number one of trauma than the kid who had 16 subsequent years, but year number one was good. The power of year number one is off the charts. One of the conclusions this guy draws is the importance of the conclusion I made about 17 years ago. I made a commitment to speak about Shalom Bayes. And my thoughts were, for many reasons, that the best impact and the biggest time is if we could start our homes with peace and tranquility. The impact, this guy, Dr. Perry, says that would cost to work with a kid a million dollars, and you don't even know if it's going to work. The expenses to put in of all the professional needs is a million dollars. If we could somehow help parents have a good home for the first year, you'll save like a million dollars. He said a thousand dollars will go instead of a million dollars. The importance of building yourself to have a tranquil home, you can't fathom the importance. That's, that's an important part of this. But there's something else, what I'm really getting at. So he says that the kid grew up without tranquility. There was stress, especially first year, and subsequent years matter also. The first year matters the most. He said one of the side effects is you meet a kid who just can't learn. And the kid looks like he has learning disabilities. Looks like he has learning disabilities. He just can't learn. He sits in shiurim and he just doesn't understand. And people call it today processing disorders, and they name it. And for some reason, it comes out like kids from stressful homes tend to just have more disorders. Processing. So they give also, Bruce Perry, this Dr. Perry figured out, and he has a whole svara to it, that the brain of a child who faced things that were inconsistent and unpredictable in the home 
they could do studies of the brain, the cortex, the part of the brain that processes new information, shuts down on the kid. New information scares the brains of him. Because his whole life, unpredictable things freaked him out from young ages, new information is frightening to the brain. I never heard that before. And they completely shut down from new information in school. They're hearing new information and it freaks them out. Brilliant people who have the brain, everybody's brilliant. The brain, everybody has a brain. Brilliant people who grew up with trauma, the brain shuts down from new information. The guy just, I'm out of here. He can't listen to new information. They have studies they can show. They just look in the brain and new information. The guy shut down. He goes to Shiram. He thinks, I don't like Tyra. I'm not interested in learning this, that. He's simply from Chachma, and the more subtle the Chachma is, Tyra, he shuts down. New information freaks him out. He just needs some consistency and some predictability. So what's the cure? What's the cure? The guy's shut down from Tyra. So Dr. Perry, with years and years of studies, one of the leading neuropsychologists in the world, what he's discovered is that what's going to bring this kid able to learn new things, he said, a good relationship in his life. If he has a good relationship in his life, they can do two studies of the brain before he had that relationship and after he had that relationship. And he simply, over time, it could take a month, two months, a year, two years, five years, he becomes smarter all of a sudden. The guy literally, they could check his IQ out. He can all of a sudden, the guy, they looked in the cortex. It's not being used. He gets a good relationship in his life. They restudy the cortex. It's full of use. His cortex is alive and kicking. All of a sudden, he can embrace new information. He now has in his life that strength, that ability. He needs a predictable relationship that loves him and just predictably is there for him, consistently be supporting of him. And he gets that, and all of a sudden, the guy could all of a sudden becomes a wise person. Now, a Gemara needs no help, my friends. And I am not validating the Gemara with any doc- any. Any doctor, it make, it's, that's like absurd and obscene. All I'm telling you is how much I missed in the Gemara and how upset I am that I'm not more careful with Chazal. Chazal said a statement, if your Rebbe holds of you, you become smarter. And I'm like, med- of course your brain works better. There shouldn't be, I should read the Chazal. We just don't, don't, we are not careful of Chazal. We shouldn't need any Fashtonkin doctor. We don't need anybody to teach us that. I don't need to put down doctors. We don't. We, don't, we just. We don't trust Chazal enough. But not. I'm not talking about the trust. Even when we trust, we're not careful enough on a Chazal. Chazal say, if your Rebbe holds of you, you are. You become smarter. You know, Chazal tell us so it's true, and without any proofs, it's true. We just miss what the Gemara is saying. We take it metaphysically. The Gemara said a fact. That if your Rebbe holds of you, you become smarter. Your IQ goes up. You simply can learn more and understand more if your Rebbe holds of you. Respect. Respect, real. If you hold of a person and in a, in a profound, deep way hold, all of a sudden a guy who was closed off to Torah, his brain rejected new information because it freaked him out, all of a sudden somebody holds of him. It won't happen in five minutes. He needs the predictability. If it's a year or if it's five years. 
Like the Gemara says, and it's true, in Rabbi Hizbrilloi Panim, his Rebbe holds of him, who machim, gets smart from him. He can learn his wisdom. If the Rebbe doesn't hold of him, then now this is, I spoke out the trauma guy to bring out the point, the extreme of it. It's true on everybody. The more he is held of, the more he's courageous to go into areas and his brain works better in areas that you're insecure about. You have the courage and the strength to face not predictability. Somebody whose life was very unpredictable just needs predictable. If you know anything about OCD, what is with a guy who's constantly washing his hands? Why is he doing that? Or guys think, that I go to the bathroom? Did I go to the bathroom? I go to, or th- oh, obsessive thoughts. If they had a lot of unpredictability in their life, either Shalom bias was terrible, so the house, they need predictability. They need things to be predictable. Things were shaky and rocky, so the tendency, wash my hands, again, control, predictability. Things are just in order. That's why they become washed hands again and again, make sure the door's locked again and again. They need predictability and control. If the person was once went through a trauma, somebody did something to them, so then they have a sense of also out of control. Somebody dominated me in an unhealthy way, so also OCD can happen because they need predictability and control and order. And I need to know, I need to know. A lot of learning is the willingness for unpredictability. I don't know what I'm going to discover. A lot of growth in life is unpredictability. It's, so, it's scary to grow. It's scary to change. When a Rebbe holds of a bacher and is consistently there for him, when the Rebbe is all mad at the guys and getting upset and back and forth, it's the same nonsense, same unpredictability. Ironically, the person can't learn from you and doesn't have the courage to explore and to face the unknown and to grow and to delve into new wisdom and new understandings. The more you're consistently there, which is what our Torah says, teach your children. Teach your children. If there's love, there's ava, there's holding, there's cover, there's respect. If there's a sense of consistency in this relationship, it empowers the person. It empowers the person to explore and to advance and to go forward. Simple. It's tire. It doesn't need any support from anywhere. Just sometimes the tire is so brief. We like run over a line. You have to be very careful. Don't miss that word. When Hashem's saying something, listen well. He's subtle, Hashem. That's how Torah talks. Hashem wants us to think and expound and understand there's so much wisdom in the Torah. It's like, it's overwhelming. Every word's written by Hashem. All the other Chachmas just come from different places in the Torah. I remember I had girls over at my house who were studying psychology. My father liked psychology. He told the girls, tell me any principle in psychology. I'll show you in Shas where it is. Any principle you want, I will give you the source in the Torah. They said a principle. I remember the principle. I remember the source, my father said. It's all in the Torah. Everything's, every Chachma, it's from Hashem. Everything's in the Torah. My father, anything we say, says, stop talking like an Amar. Where does it say in the Torah? And then I'll say, if I'm speaking in his shul, he always calls that Daniel, Gemara Erechen. He tells me where the Gemara is. What you're, you're like postulating, saying some theory. It's either in the Torah or it's not true. It's Daniel, Gemara and Erechen. Sight the Lamed Gimel, come on. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Amazing that Gemara, Yvonne Schesky Silverman showed me that.
Rebbe holds them, you get smart. That's the question. We need mechanchim, and we need many of you to go into chinuch. It's a good career. And just look in the face of somebody and hold of him, and don't stop holding him. There's a person, a gathering, listen and hear and understand. Be willing to learn. All you need to be a Rebbe, you don't need to know, you need to be willing to learn. L- willing to get taught. Listen to what somebody's saying. Listen to so- who somebody is. Listen to the perspective of another person. Understand it, appreciate it. Guys get confused because sometimes you read, you read, you read in English, and I'm, I'm into reading the English self-help books. And sometimes you get a lot, and you're wondering, you're wondering. Then you'll hear Messias Hashem a line, and Himamish said it. The Torah speaks brief, so Messias Hashem will say four lines. I have a friend whose father is a genius, a literal genius, like a, like a one in a million genius. His safe was Messias Hashem. He told his kids at the Shabbos table, ask me any question in the entire world and I'll show you Messiah Sasharim openly, like mamish klar that he answers it. Ask any question, science, math, hashkafa, anything you want. So my, his kids are smart kids too. He's like a computer whiz, the father. The son's a math genius, went to Beis Medrash in ninth grade. He was in my shir, Beis Medrash, he was a ninth grader. A brilliant mind, the son. I was at a Shabbos table. He was, at that point, should have been maybe in 10th grade. He was in my with base measure with me. So I ate the Shabbos with them. So the father said, any question? So you'll hear what type of mind he is. The son said to his father, Dad, I've noticed yawns are catchy. It's one of the funny things. If you ever saying sheer and you're a little bored, it's a lot of fun to see it. When I see a guy yawn, if Yaakov yawns, I look up always to see two or three other guys yawn. It's the craziest things that don't even see each other. Yuan's are catchy. It's the weirdest thing in, in the world. <coughs> One guy yuan's took other people start yawning. If they saw it, they, I don't even know if they know they saw it. It's subconscious. If a guy yuan's, I promise you watch for it. Whenever, if you're bored, if you're giving a shear, you can watch for it. A guy gives a gazun to yuan, four more, three, four more guys will yuan. But they didn't even like consciously see it, but they, they vice versa heard it. Somehow you check your own breath when somebody like needed a good breath, you check your own breath, you yuan too. It's a remarkable thing. So he asked his father, why are yuan's catchy? And his father on the spot showed him Messias Hashem. I don't remember what he showed him, but he showed him Messias Hashem that yuan's are catchy. He showed, doesn't say big about yuan's, not once Messias Hashem. He showed him why yuan's are catchy, Messias Hashem. So it's just a matter it's just a matter of knowing Chachma and understanding it well understanding Chachma profoundly the great thinker we're going to have a thinker here tomorrow Bekiva Tatz one of the great Jewish thinkers in the world he's coming 10.30 to speak to us tomorrow he'll speak to the 12th grade he's one of the great thinkers in the world he was Zaycha to go to Ashir by Ramesha Shapiro and he's a doctor and a Rav Akiva Tatz a brilliant mind and he's a practicing doctor at least until recently he was practicing and a Rav a speaker Mechaber many Svarim and he had a seder with ten other with ten other brilliant people. They would sit around the table on Maitzei Shabbos, and the great thinker Rabbi Shapiro, all ten, when he asked a question on anything in the world, Torah, science, they, all ten would ask a question, something on their mind. Why is he on catchy in the Navi Yeshaya? 
each one, 10 thinkers, when he asked a Shapiro a question, he didn't have the questions before, and on the spot, every might say Shabbos, he would say a shir, answering all 10 questions with one answer. They did not prepare together, and on the spot, he would answer all 10 questions. Tyre is profound, and we miss a lot in Tyre. So often when you're reading something, because we're not as sensitive and as attuned to things, so we need to read it in places that give it to us in a more coarse way. But understand, if we'd be more careful when we learn, we would have seen that. we just just rush by things. So sometimes we need to read like an English book that gives it to us and more spells it out. So that's all I was doing here, is that we, I had a secular thing that spelled it out, and then I was like, Kalish, you read a Gemara that you missed, that you just ran over. If your Rebbe holds of you, you can learn Torah from him. He literally opens up your brain, scientifically opens up your brain. That is because the Torah says it is so, it makes it so. So I did want to share that remark. Isn't that remarkable, Shmuley? Yeah. Can I know the name of the doctor, or you'd rather not say? Dr. Perry. Dr. Bruce Perry. Bruce D. Bruce Wayne. Bruce D. Perry. Isn't that neat yet, Salah? Yeah, it's so cool that... You ever heard this before? It like opened a new idea. The, it, it's been clear to me for many years that the average IQ here is way above average. I now wonder that Ray was snicky, right? Ray Russ holding with people like raises the IQ. I wonder that it simply raises the IQ. If you're, that's the facts. Rabbi Masbeloi Panimu Yachkem Imenu. I wonder. Okay. I wonder. Pause for thought. It didn't sound like you know, it's different for you to it. You didn't read it into those words before. Yeah, you can learn from him, but the Territz is from something. It's nice to learn bad words. Chazal are short. that amazing, huh? Mark. What are you holding now? Push it. This Dr. Perry is Meirich Lat, that the cure to somebody who went through trauma is relationship. He needs a steady relationship. He says they're the kids who often never get a relationship because they don't do well in school, because they don't like new things. So they're trouble, trouble, trouble. They act out because they, they, they can't handle that adventure of new information and things like that. So he said they're always getting in trouble and they don't, they're the ones that don't get the relationship. He said the cure to a kid who went through trauma is relationship. That's what this Dr. Perry, with all his studies, that's his conclusion. Remarkably. Anyone. A healthy relationship. Anyone in the world. A healthy relationship will literally cure, it will bring his brain back to the place it needs to be, literally. That's his conclusion. Remarkably. Neat. Neat stuff, no, you heard well, Check it out, Dr. Perry, Dr. Bruce Perry. He wrote a book, The Kid Raised as The Boy Raised as a Dog. What? The Boy Raised as a Dog. One is Almanac. He's 
a healthy relationship. It needs a healthy. It was not healthy. It needs a healthy. Why do you say Kiva? Is that good or bad? Intense. Is it good? The book. Yeah. Is this is this his big Messiah? Spend money. I'm gonna couple of the stories. All the stories are different stories. Is this? Yeah, I make a ton of money. Messiah. Finally, how much you make each? Should we read that book? No. Mo, I want to say other things. Yeah, I know. Twenty-five different. Hundred percent. Get a good one. I want to sing a Turkish song, and then I we're just getting warmed up. I know. It changes every day. Yeah, yeah, Rabbi say every morning we start off our day every single day with Birchas HaTayra. One of the first things we do in the morning is we make Birchas HaTayra. How many brachas, Rabbi say how many brachas are there in Birchas HaTayra? Chavra, how many brachas in Birchas HaTayra? So I heard two and I heard three. I'm proud of the guys. Because the machlaikas we shine him. So machlaikas we shine him if there are two or three. The the Rishayim will hold there are three. Hold. Asher Kedushanib Mitzvaisa Vitzivanu Lasik Bedivrei Taira. That Hashem was Mitzavas to be Isik Bedivrei Taira. 
That's one. Two is Vaharibnas, that prayer that we asked Hashem Torah should be sweet to us and our children should learn Torah. And three is Ashabachabanamikola Amim. What's the first one? Last like with Torah. The prayer of the Harevna. And three is Ashabachabanu. That's one sheet's the Rishayim that three birks at Torah. The other Rishayim argue and say there are only two. They say Asher Kedushanu, Vaharevna is one long bracha. It's called the Bracha Arichta. A bracha arich, a long bracha, has a bracha at the beginning, bracha at the end. So, last week we did very Torah, is one long bracha, and it culminates, Amelame Torah, Lama Yisrael. So, many were showing about two brachas. What do we hold, Allah Lamaisa? Two. We're chayshish, it's two. How do I know that? Shavu this morning. When the guy is mighty as in Birch Satur, we stayed up all night. It's a Machlaikis Rishainim, it's brought in the Machaber. The Machaber brings the Machlaikis Paiskim. If you're up all night, you have a new Birch Satur. Some Paiskim say that there's a new Birch Satur, it's a new day. Others say, what do you mean? I wasn't Mafsik, I still have yesterday's Birch Satur. So we get somebody to be mighty as in Birch Satur. So here, when the guy makes Birch Satur, we don't say Amen. He says, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lokenam Al-Chaylam, Hashem, Nishanam, this is the last thing, we Torah. Everybody's quiet. We don't say Amen, because we're chayshish for the sheep to say, showing them that it's one long bracha, Tavah Harebna. And since one long bracha, you're not allowed to say Amen in the middle of the bracha, so that's why we are silent. You will not say Amen, Shavu this morning. When he says, last thing, we Torah, quiet, and the guy being mighty will continue on, Baharimna. I want to talk about these two or three birch satayr. Why are there two birch satayr to begin with? Every mitzvah has one bracha. What is unique about this bracha on a mitzvah, Hevra? Every mitzvah has a bracha included Torah. What's unique about this bracha different than any other bracha you make? Every time you put on tzitzis, you make a bracha. Lissatik by tzitzis. You put on tefillin, you make a bracha. Every bracha shloim on a mitzvah has a bracha. What's different about birch satayra? Tzachiyav daraisa. Most Rishonim hold this bracha, the Ramban and Sefer mitzvahs counts it as part of the Taryag mitzvahs. The Rambam does not. But it's one of Taryag. It's the only bracha on a mitzvah. It's a daraisa. Every other bracha, if you're not sure if you made it, do you get to make it again? No. If you say, maybe I made the bracha, you can't make it again. This is the only bracha on a mitzvah that you can make again. Now, you might ask me, Kalish benching is a daraisa also, it's a bracha. Benching is not a bracha on a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to bench. This is the only mitzvah daraisa that has a mitzvah daraisa to make a bracha on the mitzvah. It's a mitzvah daraisa of Torah. And there's a mitzvah daraisa to be mivarich on the mitzvah of Torah, and you make a brach. Shemun Esrei is either. It's another suffix tefillah, and it's a chiv derabban. It's a different din than this din. Yeah, it's a different din than this din. This is Allah, It's the only brach on a mitzvah shua that's a chiv daraisa. The mitzvah of Limanat Torah needs a bracha, Pashas the Raisa. There's a gorgeous Shagasari on this. I don't want to be Mayurchana right now. So it's a bracha on the mitzvah. We're going to get, stay tuned. You want, you want to stay focused today. So I want to talk, Rabbi, say this mitzvah the Raisa. Why are there two brachas? Say one bracha and you're Yaitza with one. By the way, if you're not sure, did I say Birchasat Torah? So you're allowed to make it again. Suffolk the Raisa. But you only make one. Now, you can't make both. 
Why do we make two brachas, Hevra? One mitzvah the make a bracha. Why two? They're different pshatim. One is tereshabal peh, tereshabasav. What do we do right after we make birchas We say yivarecha. The reason we say yivarecha is we want to learn immediately. Yivarecha is the pasuk in Chumash. We actually say three things because we want to learn a Mishnah. We want to learn a pasuk, Mishnah, and Gemara. So we say yivarecha because the pesukim elu dvarim shein lemshir peva b'kuma roing masam talmud Torah is a Mishnah, and elu dvarim shadum echol perasayim is considered this keneged Gemara. That's why they were masakin three things, Chumash, Mishnah, Gemara. That's why they were masakin three things right after. You're simply learning right after you say Birch Satayra. You, you made a brach on Tayra, so you have to do like always. You learn instantly right after you make Birch Satayra. The first brach on the Tayra is Lasaik Bedivrei Tayra. What does it mean to be Isaac in Divrei Tayra? Why does it say lasa? It should say you commanded us to learn Tyra. The word's a very interesting word, lasa. What is lasa? <laughs> what does it mean, lasa? It's an interesting word. Words are very important. It should say, blessed are you, Hashem. You gave us kedusha with your mitzvahs, and you commanded us to learn Torah. Wouldn't it make sense, lulmaid? Isn't that a funny word that it says asik? Asik means to be asik be mitzvah patamitz. It means I'm involved in something. Hashem commanded us to be involved in different Torah, to be busy in different Torah. There's a famous line from Reb Gifter. Where you want to say over as Rav Gifter said it? Lasik, Rav Gifter's Asik of Tyra. Meine Geschäft. Yeah. He said to the guys, he had gone to a businessman and he saw how crazy busy the guy was and he asked the guy about it. And the guy said, In your business, if you want success, you have to be ligging in your Geschäft. You have to live in your business. And, and Rev Gifter, that's exact voice, said to the Talmudim, you have to be ligging and learning. The word ASIC means that you're busy with it, that you're busy with Torah. That you're busy with Torah. Lasik bedivrei Torah. The command is not just to read it and learn it. I am busy with it. It helps tremendously to have goals and learning that you're busy with Torah. I am busy with it. Goals help tremendously towards us. If I misach to the finish, I'm pushing busy with the Torah. It's my asik. It's what I'm busy with. I'm engaged and busy with the Torah. Lasik bedivrei Torah. It helps a lot. I advise a lot to have your own chedushim in Torah. So I did. You did this too. It connects you to it more. Goals and chedushim are two plans that help you be much more busy with your Torah. Lasik, not just to learn, but to be busy with my Torah. Goals help phenomenally towards this, that you're trying to finish something. You want to be proficient in an area. I'm very into, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, become proficient. Become an expert at a mesechta. Become an expert at a certain, a certain type, Hilchus Shabbos. Hilchus Cholomayim. Hilchus become Tfilin. Hilchus Sittis become proficient. Become an expert. All the halachas of tefillah. There was a period in my life that I decided I'm going to pound tefillah. 
And I wanted to become proficient in those laws. Become for pick an area and become a guy anybody can ask you. Get all the English books you can get a hold of. Go to any library, any farm store. But Lasek is you have a business, you're busy with something. And the Chiyav is Lasek, the great Torah, to be very, very busy with the words of Torah. I want to, I want to pause for a minute. You have done Segal as a Messiah, that if something's on your mind, the story, you say it over. Something was on my mind, nothing to do with Musavad, but we're learning Birchus HaTayra. It's funny, it gives you free reign. I'm, I want to tell you something to learn. We are Lekavad Shmuel Ackerman, Unzer and Messiah. And Lekavad the Messiah is something to call the Messiah. Shmuel tonight. We're going to go on his side, then we're getting back to Birchus HaTayra, David. Shmuel Ackerman tonight. Tonight is making us see him on the south of the Sorry. two people. Lekavit Shmuel Ackerman and Lekavit my son Manny. He's learning Kedushin. I can't handle that the guys would learn Kedushin and not know this Ketzeis. And we're talking Lasek B'divrei Taira. To be Isaac and Taira is to have your own Kedushin, but more or less to be intrigued. To be curious about what you're learning, that you're engaged. I want to tell you something on Masech Kedushin. We learn Masech Kedushin. I can't handle it that the island wouldn't know this Ketzeis. I can't handle it. So I want to share for Jashi Lekavit, the Messiah of Shmuel Lekavit, Manny. Who's pounding Kedushin? I can't handle it. I love Ksais. Everybody listen. Gedalia, Yitzla, Michal, Yehuda, listen. I can't handle that we're learning Kedushin in Yeshiva and the guys wouldn't know the Ksais. I can't put up with it. So if everybody, Shloim, I need your brain, Shua, Yosef Chai, I need the island to know the Ksais. It can't be. If you're a Bentayra learning Kedushin, you have to know the Ksais, mandatory. Rabbi say, if a guy does a wedding and there aren't two witnesses there, there were no witnesses. A guy elopes, he doesn't want to wait for his chasna, and he marries a girl on a mountaintop. He doesn't want to wait, and while watching a sunset somewhere, he hands her a ring, he's not Mekodeshously. Are they married? Somebody tell me where in Kedusha, don't speak like an Amar. I don't want Boich Svar. Third Third parak. I love you, Baruch. One Amar. Samachay. Thank you, Shlem. Zam. Thank you, Baruch. We pass in Ein Chayshin L'Kedushin. It's no Kedushin. Why not? There are no witnesses. Aren't witnesses just reporting the news? There are no eyewitnesses, so we don't know. We can't prove it. Do witnesses prove the marriage or do they make the marriage? The Gemara Kedushin Samachay asked this question, and we Paskin, Adam don't just make the marriage, Adam don't just testify and, and say witness to a marriage, they create the marriage. It's called Mekayme Dover in the Gemara. They create marriage. If you elope and marry a girl, it's not just you're married, but we don't know it. There's no marriage. Witnesses to the event don't just report the news, they make the news, they make the marriage, they create the marriage. That's the Allah. Where do we learn, Rabbi Sait? Does it ever say in God's Bible that you need two witnesses for marriage? Where do we know it from? 
It says by money al By money it says two witnesses are needed to make to make a transaction. So Rabbi said two witnesses are needed to make the transaction. And it says by Arias, by Gittin, it's a, it says, it says the word Dover. We make Xer Shavit, Dover, Dover, Mimamun. Just like money needs two witnesses, so Kedushin needs two witnesses. Yes, the Ksoi, Simon Reish Mem Aleph, Eisen, and Simon, Kurtzadi Aleph, yes, the Ksoi, Stein the Ksoi, that Rabbi say, yes, the Ksoi, that the very place we learn witnesses by Kedushin is from money. If I give a gift to Shaya and nobody's around, is the gift his? Yes. No witnesses. Yes. Could he prove it? I say later, it's mine. See, so you gave it to me. I said, I admit I gave it. There were no witnesses. The gift's not how? Witnesses there only Rebbe, prove it happened. Rebbe, you just admitted that's 100 so witnesses. So Oh, don't answer. You know said the Ksos answer. One second. The very source to witnesses by Kedushin, the very source is from money. And by money, witnesses don't make the chalais, they just report the news. If I lend you $100, you owe me back $100, it doesn't matter witness or not. If I don't have witnesses, I can't prove it. Witnesses don't make the chalais, they report the chalais. So ask the ktsais, how in the world can you learn witnesses by Kedushin from money and they have a different halacha? It's actually a Rashba in the third parak asks this kasha. The Rashba, none other than the Rashba, asks this kasha. The Rashba has a wild chedish. I, I want to say of the ktsais. Ksais Achra, the Rashba's origin, the Ksais is easier for me to understand. The Rashba has a Chiddush. But how in the world can witnesses by Kedushin be different than money if the very source of Kedushin is from money? Getting also? Getting also. Aiden by Yeget and Kedushin, the witnesses by Kedushin, you learn to Masech this Kedushin. The witnesses at a Chasna, you're going to get married and you're going to point to witnesses. The witnesses don't report the news, they make the news. But I don't understand, the very source of those witnesses is from money. By money, if you have no witnesses, okay, shucks, you can't prove it. The witnesses don't make the chalois, they just report the chalois. Hurray, if there are no witnesses, it's still chal. Good cash and after you can't learn Mesechtas Kedushin and not know this Ksois. Not allowed. Not allowed. Mary, you hear the Kasha? Avi, you hear the Kasha? Says the Ksois and Baruch Shuster, Chidish Nifla. Says Baruch Shuster, it's like mind blowing, that by money your whole life you understood it wrong. Witnesses don't report I gave you a gift. Witnesses make it how? It's only a gift if they're witnesses. So what do you do with no witnesses? Says Baruch, we have a rule. When I give you a gift, I'm the witness and I'm giving you a gift. I'm the witness. 
Since I'm the Baldin, I myself am giving it to you. I'm two witnesses that I'm giving it to you. I don't just give you the gift. I'm actually the Eidos that makes the transaction. How? You know why the gift is a gift? Because it was given in front of witnesses. Who are the witnesses? Me. Me, the giver. The admittance of the one involved is worth like 180. Oh. Sa'ir Shai Shirkin Baruch, I need your help. Baruch hit and run. Baruch, we need Shai bomb you. So Baruch and the Ksai Sim and Reish Mamalif both say that by Mammon remarkably, it's like earth shattering. My whole life I thought by money, witnesses don't make the news, support the news. By money says the Ksai witnesses make the transaction, Dave. Ksai's Reish Mem Aleph earth shattering. What do they make? We're the witnesses. The answer is, I'm the witness. Now, if I deny it later on, so then you just can't prove it. So you're right, you can't prove it. But Shaya's claim is that Kalish gave it. The claim that there were witnesses, the claim that there were witnesses, because you gave it, that you're the witness. So, Shai Shurkin, so why by Kedushin? Can't this somebody who learned Kedushin has to say, I love you. Thank you, Yehudah. Sayesh, so, this, this is tired. Electric, electric. This is last. We demonstrated last week with the very tired. and so by Kedushin, the lady's admittance. The man's admittance. The lady's, she's the one who admits. She says, I gave myself to you. So why can't it be? She's, I does, Baldin, Kemedinam, let her be the witness. She's admitting she gave herself to the husband. Answers, Yehudah, it's bad for others. By money, I admit it's yours, not bad for anybody else that it's yours. By Kedushin, being yours means she's usher to your relatives. It means usher l'kroiva, but isher is the relatives. You can't admit to be chav And the chefs of Kedushin is chav Since it's chav you become usher on the relatives. She has no power to admit that. You can only admit when it's not bad for anybody else. Here, by saying I'm yours, she's ushered to the relatives. Now, I have a question. Why does it say, here, here's Deep Abby, when she admits she's his, she's saying that her relatives are ushered, that his, that his relatives are ushered to him. She puts an isser on his relatives. You can't admit something that's chav lachriti, that's bad for others. So, friends of Akasha, why did it have to say that the relatives are ushered? Why didn't it say chav lachriti because others can't marry her? Because she doesn't have to let others marry her. You can't say it's bad for you that you're not married. It's up to her. Let her admit. But it is bad that she puts an iser. So I don't know why it doesn't say the iser ish. says the iser of the craven. What? That should be revoked. Why is that? Have did a temporary iser. I don't know. It's sarachim. But it says by kedushin, there's no idah spelled in because it's chav lachritin. Oibazoi by kedushin, you you can't to make the chalois. You need edim. By moment, what makes the chalois is the idah spelled in. Wild. It's wild. The Rashma doesn't agree to this. It is wild. It's completely filled. Literally filled. Maybe it's bad for her mother. This is what? This is what? As the Rashba is a different chat. But this is what the Ksai It's a remarkable Ksai. No, like every yeshiva guy says, I love this Ksai. Such a no. I like knowing what's going on. Last night, to be busy with Torah. First of all, I like knowing the witnesses by a Kedushin. They're not reporting the news. 
you're speaking to your fryer cousin Joe at a wedding. Those two guys called up. I call up two witnesses. They do not witness your marriage. They created your marriage. They make the marriage. Amazingly, according to the Tzai's, witnesses do not watch the transaction. They make the transaction. So by money, the reason you don't need witnesses there other than to prove it. Now you're going to get confused because the Gemara in Kedush and Samachay says, every sadi The only person, purpose of witnesses is for liars. Which sounds like they don't make the news, just report the news. The answer is the Gemara means witnesses other than the Balei Dover. Since you have Bali Dub, when I give you a gift, the only purpose of other witnesses is in case I deny it later on. Like every Sadi al Shakri is if I deny it. But you need witnesses, just I'm the witness. When I give you a gift, remarkably, you know why it's Chal? Because I'm the witness and I'm Kameya Adam dummy to make the Chalois. You have any success, Avi? Mazeltov. It's a different person who doesn't know the Xayis and knows the Xayis. You're a different man today. Shai, you got the Xayis? Shmuel, that was your Shmuel. Okay, you took the gift and ran. Yeah. Let's say he's a Gary you're asking. Good gift, Shmuel. You got it? According to this, according to Excise, according to Excise, Kishma, because Taka Yakum, because he's the Schneider. He's the Shneidim. You don't need Sadi Achriti. The Pasuk's told about Shneidim. He's the Shneidim. But every Sadim is other witnesses. Yeah, the point, yeah. He counts Kameyeb. You need to. The guy who has the Kayach, the Shneidim. The person who is he's bichlal al pishnei just means like every sadi is otherwise. Like I realize I got the person. You heard this case before? Okay, I can't handle it. I will learn kedushin. It's just okay. Rabbi, so let's get back. Get bring it back. Rabbi, say the bracha, the bracha. That we make, the Birkasat Tyrus as follows. Vaharib no Hashem Lakenu. Hashem, please make Tyrus sweet. As Divre Tyraska, the words of your Tyr Bifinu, in our mouths, Ubifi Amchabes Yisrael, and the mouths of the Jewish people. Viniya Nachnu Vitsatsainu, us and our children. Vitsatsai Amchabes Yisrael, the children of the Jewish people, Kulanu, all of them. Yaidei Shemecha, they should know your name. The Laimdei Sarasecha Lishma, and they should learn Torah Lishma. Blessed are you, Hashem, Amalame Torah Lama Yisroel, who is teaching Torah to Klai Yisroel. Hashem's called the Malamid. Ask the Lechem Rab. The Lechem Rab was a Hungarian Rav who was killed by the Nazis in Machshimah Mezichram. He was a brilliant Rav. For a period in my life, I was very into Svarim on the Siddur. And he wrote a beautiful Sefer that's mostly Kabbalistic, but it has some ideas that you and I can understand, and this was one of them. He asked, ask the Lechem Rav. The Lechem Rav asked, 
And ironically, I learned this, I learned this word, that ironically, the Lechem Rav's descendant moved next door to my house. Wow. A love and a doctor, a beautiful Talmud Chacham, Revavi. And he moved next door to me, a descendant of the Lechem Rav. I don't remember if it was his great-grandfather or his great-uncle, I don't remember. But the Lechem Rav, he asked, why do we pray for two different things in Birchus HaTayrut? We pray Torah should be sweet by us. And then separately we pray that our children should be Lamdei Sarasechel Lishma. Our children should learn Torah Lishma. Why the two separate prayers? Says the Lechem Rav. Says the Lechem Rav. What are the two prayers? Says the Lechem Rav, the real prayer is only our children should learn Torah. But the only way our children will learn Torah if Torah is sweet to us. It's one prayer. Hashem, Baharibna, let Torah be sweet to us. Arevus means misikos, sweetness. Baharibna, Hashem, like it is the way Torah let it be sweet. In order that Anachnu would say, Tzainu would say, Tzainu would say, Tzainu would say, Tzainu would in order they show all their time. If it's this by us, our kids will crave it and want it. If it's sweet. What? Excellent. You say for Lechem Rav's. Says the Shalmei Nadarim, the following Chiddush. The Shalmei Nadarim says, Be'em is like a funny question. Did you ever notice that you pray to Hashem, Tarish be sweet to us, and then we say, let our kids learn at Lishma. Lishma, I thought it's delicious. Uh-oh. Should it be Gishmak and fun or Lishma? Doesn't Lishma mean I do it, I don't care how good it feels? The Shalmei Nedarim says, and the Igmei Tal in his introduction brings it, that if you enjoy Torah, that's called Lishma. So the Gishmak of Torah is called Lishma. That's part of Lishma. Why it's that way is a long conversation. But Hashem wants a person to have a Mesikos at Torah. I like in Yeshiva that guys learn areas that grip them. They learn something that attracts them, that draws them. Everybody has an area of Torah. I advise it a lot. Find something of Torah that fascinates you and become proficient there. Through there, you get to all of Torah. Find something that grabs you, a style. There's Kabbalah, Machshava, Halacha, Musr, Sajat, Rebbe, Drash. They're all different venues of Torah. Find an area, Mesikos HaToyer is important. We pray that Torah should be sweet to us. Let Torah be sweet to us. The Gra, when he was going to go to Eretz Yisrael and leave his family, he instructed his wife not to force them to learn Torah. Give them money to learn Torah incentives. And the Gra didn't want them forced to learn Torah because he wanted Mesikos HaToyer, the sweetness of Torah. My father growing up never forced his kids to learn, never once. He never once said, was sitting down, never once in my life. Because he wanted us to love Torah. He felt if we were forced, he was concerned we wouldn't love it. If we wanted to learn it, by all means, never once forces. Son, sit down, we're learning it. Want them to seek us at Torah. The sweetness of Torah, it's a schus. Sheh that Yezayich will learn Torah. Da'ilam knows that I don't like the punishment, the tension. It gets me very, very upset. I don't like any time that a yeshiva or a Torah is used as a punishment. We all want to impart to people the Mesikos HaTorah. We daven in Birch HaTorah, but Harev not, you be sweet to us. 
and we want Mesikos HaTorah, the sweetness of Torah, how in the world do you ever say it's a punishment, you're stuck in Yeshiva? I can't stand, I despise the punishment called detention. Stay here, stay here, you're lucky to be here. You want to say to your kid, you can't come to school tomorrow, I'm in, excellent. You misbehave tomorrow, you're not coming to school. You can't learn tomorrow this. That's a punishment. To stay, stay in a yeshiva, that's the greatest place on earth to be, yeshiva. Never, you never tell a kid, Hashem Yerachim, you punish him right over the Rashi. You punish him, you're not allowed to write the Rashi. Rest of the class, write the Rashi. You yingle, you have no right to write the Rashi. I once got so upset at a Rebbe. I was a head, I was the ran the learning groups for one summer till I was fired. And a bacher, and a bacher, um, a Rebbe gave kids to play basketball. He punished the kids in the group. They had to stay and learn with him. I told him I would fire him if he ever did it again. I said there was no Torah learned that day. The only thing I learned that day is Torah is a punishment. Hashem Yerachim. You just went against Birchas HaTorah. Everything is Baharivna. Shabrachabonu Mikolamim, our fortune to learn Torah. How did you ever use it as a punishment? You should have said, the guy must have very low esteem, this Rebbe, and learning with him is a punishment. In what world is learning Torah? Learning Torah is not a punishment unless you feel very low about yourself. Learning with you is also Mishmah. It's a to learn Torah. It's a The punishment should have been that the chevra that behaved could learn Torah. The other guys go play basketball. You can't learn right now. Out. Punish. There a punishment to learn Torah that's obscene. You want to make guys write over science books? Do it. I don't care. Give punishment. Punishment's like a schmack if you like that. Never, never. Torah is not a punishment. It's a to learn Torah. It's it's to learn Torah. Opportunity to learn Torah. The mission of a family has to be that your kids make. My bracha to everybody here, Dovin, my bracha to you is everybody here that one day your son and your daughters are going to make a shabacha bonamikolo amim. My bracha is they should mean it. That's my bracha. And your kids say, We're fortunate. He chose us to learn Torah. I am thankful. Thank you, Hashem. The guy feels lucky. I'm lucky. I have Torah. The Goyim don't have Torah. They don't know Hashem's mitzvahs. They don't know the truths of the Torah. They don't know the embers of Torah. Hashem's mitzvahs. What is this? That has to be the focus. Shua and Chinuch. To focus our families, so we have to be able to give off the preciousness of Torah and mitzvahs, the great schos, the great opportunity that exists in mitzvahs. Opportunity. I attribute uh, for a guy who's pretty, cl- pretty klutzy. But you see, I don't want to open my mouth. But see, after the shmaya, I don't miss fear. For a guy who's klutzy, traveling, running, I don't miss. I give my father every, every, every night. I count his mitzvah. Because my father gave to the family a sense that you're precious to learn mitzvahs. You're lucky to learn mitzvahs. Elio Pearl's father, when we were kids, came over to my house for Shabbos Kodesh. Elio Pearl's father, Rev Rafi. And we went upstairs. We were about 10. We went upstairs. And we knew Friday night we left my father alone learning downstairs. And then we heard laughter coming upstairs. So Rafi said, didn't you father, didn't we leave him alone downstairs? So I said, he's learning Torah. I didn't even know what he was, of course he's laughing, he's learning. He always laughs when he learns. He's learning Torah. He's having a party down there. He's, I just innocently said he's learning. So, oh, 
Tyre, of course, is left. Tyre is a treat. It's a schos mitzvahs are a treat. We have to give over to our children the opportunity for mitzvahs. The fact that it's a schos to learn to, to do mitzvahs. I want to end with this Asherbach Abana, Birchas HaTayr, the schos of Tayr and mitzvahs. When I put mitzvahs in Tayr, because the, the Tayr is the one that tells us the mitzvahs Hashem. I want to end. The guys know this year that I'm awed by Rav Shalom Rabashkin. I'm awed. I'm awed by a man who was sitting in jail for what he thought 27 years, or however long he thought he was going to sit, for eight and a half years, and he kept every mitzvah. I'm awed. You take away, who, who, how many people in the world can say they would never miss tefillah, never miss a tefillah, learn every day? You're with murderers in the darkest place in this planet. Un, if you try to think about it, you'll lose your mind. People who have 100% given up on life, have no tomorrow, no hope for a brighter tomorrow. Everybody in maximum security, kimat, is a life sentence, or a double or triple life sentence. No hope of parole. They're the darkest people on the planet, completely devoid of any hope for the future. It's a dark place beyond dark, where people are devoid of any hope for a future. There's no better day tomorrow. They're not getting married. Nothing, there's no future, no brighter, never in anything they can dream of getting rich tomorrow, of becoming an actor, nothing. It's impossible for anything to happen. He's in this dark environment. He's there without his family, no support of a wife, zero. His family is separated from him. And, and he's sitting there and he's doing mitzvahs. Unbelievable strength. There's no bush and nobody cares. The, the old, and he said to us that had he do it, he said, I viewed mitzvahs as a connection to Hashem. Tzav means a connection. And I said to Hashem, I am not letting go of you. And he grabbed on to mitzvahs. He put on tzitzis, prisius, nefesh, chillin every single day. Davin, litner, Hanukkah, sat in the sukkah. He said, Hashem, I'm never letting go of you. And he did mitzvahs. That's Hashem Bachabad, and we're fortunate we have mitzvahs. Hashem, I'm never letting go. How do you hold on to Hashem? Hein, hein, a mitzvah, says Messias Hashem. The way to hold on to Vekas Hashem is through mitzvahs Hashem, through, the, through Hashem Sivuyim. He had the clarity to understand that mitzvahs are a connection to Hashem. He kept talking to Hashem. He said, Hashem, I ain't letting go of you. I'm not letting go. I refuse. And he emerged from jail. There are no odds to this. A guy eight and a half years in maximum security prison needs like psychologists for like five years to be quarter normal. The trauma of that, you had no you were in a hopeless place. You come out, you need you need you need you need the amount you need to be a half he came out, we saw him how how long after he got out did we see him here? A week, two weeks? He was a he was a chiller, a schmackster. The guy was healthy, he was like freaky, he was funny, like a geschmack chilled out guy. It's crazy. It's crazy. How's he normal? Eight and a half years and hopeless. He wasn't hopeless, he was living with Hashem. He never let go. He never let go. It was none with Hashem. Schmack. <laughs> he came out calm, happy, cracking some jokes. He came out chilled. He sat here in front of us. I'm looking at this guy. He's like, a freak of nature. It's impossible. I'm never letting go. He saw a mitzvah. That's the year who can make Birch Satar. Say, Shabbat Rabban, thank you, Hashem, for Torah and Mitzvah. Shabbat Rabban, Mikola Amin, thank you for choosing us. That's an attitude to Torah. That's what we want to give over to our families and, and embrace for ourselves. The understanding, not people feel Torah is a burden. 
is this, is this pressure, this burden, learning it, living it. Oh, it's such a pressure. I want the guy Shvuis to have three days of intense learning. I want not, don't think Shvuis night is a minute Shvuis night. I want three days, think three days, accomplish wild amounts. Shabbos, Erev Shvuis is the last of the Shloisha Simeak Bola, and then two days Shvuis. A guy should learn 15 blot, make wild goals and do it, not just tonight. Do it by day, do it the second night, the second day, go all out. But I don't want you to forget the secrets I tell you. Sometimes in a guy's like intensity, that's in yeshivas, people put in shoes, people finish amazing amounts, but they forget the sweetness of Torah. So I want you also to have, have much nicer sudas, better singing, more chevre shaft. Remember the sweetness of Torah. We're fortunate to learn Torah. In our intensity, I don't want you to forget, what's the only mitzvah, mitzvah and shmuis you can have? It's a very quiet holiday. The only mitzvah that rice is be happy. Simcha zomi. When you have a nice piece of meat, you eat with your fall, are you? Friendship, friendship. It's simcha's anything. A guy sits down, sit with nafti and shmuz for 20 minutes. The secrets are true. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, tonight you go all out for Shmuel. You know what I'm saying? All out for Shmuel. All out for Shmuel.